0: Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best in class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated. If you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have. And we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Manager Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Today on the podcast, we have Jason Yerusi. Jason has acquired over 1,400 multifamily units since two thousand sixteen, 2017, I believe, and is an avid ultra runner and workout enthusiast and hosts the Multifamily Live podcast. Jason, can you start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do?
1: Sure. So thanks for having me, Gary. Uh, My wife, Peely, and myself, uh, we started Jerusi Holdings, a multifamily investment firm. As you mentioned, uh, back in 2017, we've targeted uh, mid and large large apartment communities here in the Midwest and Southeast, uh, typically looking for properties that are underperforming, whether it's on the property side or the management side.
0: Nice. And uh, today we're going to talk about how to produce massive income with effective asset management. And- you know so let's start when when you start looking at a property and you you, you talked about finding uh, value adds what are the what are the components that you're looking for to to really boost that income
1: Sure. So, you know, coming from our background, uh, Peely and I, we met in New York City running uh, a lot of restaurants and bars and uh, even opened a brewery and sort of brewery at one time. But in terms of that, it was always looking at that business. Right. So um, on a lot of restaurants, lots of times they're underperforming because they're not empowering the staff or they have too many items on the menu or they're not making good use of their resources for what they have or using the space correctly. Um, same thing ties that when you go into multifamily investing, right? You're looking at this as a business and why is the business underperforming? And the easiest thing to do is always go to the rent, right? So, oh, let's just increase the rent. However, subjectively, right? It, you, you have people who live or, who are living there that you hope will be happy to live there and stay there. However, if you go in there with the sole intention, let me just push rent up, right? That is going to have a certain um, negative connotation on your property. So we're looking at ways of, of where is this underperforming to the market? Right, And whether it be just on they're over um, overextended in terms of their payroll, Um, they're not marketing well, Uh, there's other inconsistencies here where maybe their insurance costs are too high or contracts uh, costs are too high because they haven't gone out there and marketed their contracts to know what the official rate is there. So we're looking at ways that we can match the neighboring properties and find, um, of course, the plug and pulls, right? So if they're not going out there having an acceptable application process or not charging things like pet fees or late fees, or they're not sizing in a way where they're looking at your utilities, right? Where How can we scale back our utility costs, which can be a big carrier? Can we build back? But if we do build back, how does that affect also adding rent on there? So we've always done it on an outside-in approach is that we want to go there first and make the narrative to the existing tenant base that we're here to improve the property. So we want them to want to live here and enjoy living here and not treat is as a place that they're passing through. And what we found using that is that when we put this approach. We go out there, we clean up the landscape, change up the signing, uh, whether it be to paint buildings or reside buildings or fix roofs or fix the parking lot, it, it makes a more welcoming place there. And then we make it clear to the existing tenant base that we want to fix things. We want things to run right where they may have become accustomed to not calling the prior owner because they don't show up to fix things. But we want the narrative to be that we will fix things. And we find with that, that people will start treating it like a place that they live, and they they want to live. And so with that, that we'll be able to cut down our utility bills or other points just based Lee on fixing things and then now implementing practices like changing on toilets, changing on faucets, aerators, other pieces of the puzzle where we can substantially make the property perform better. And once we make the property perform better, be a better place to live, start having new, of course, leases come on or new new units rent at that market rate. We can go back to the existing tenant base and say, "Listen, we are doing these improvements to the property, and with this, it warrants this increase in income going forward when they come up for the renewals."
0: I, I love how you started with, you you know, you you worked in you and Billy worked in, in bars and restaurants, and that that created that that foundation. Um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life before I got into real estate and, and those transferable skills, just it get, you're able to start running versus like walking and figuring stuff out. You, you know, worked with people, you've you've managed them, you've empowered them. And and those are skill sets that it takes a while to learn. And, and it's 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 uh, cool to see that that that's where you that was your foundation. And who knew then that you would be applying that, you know, to 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 multifamily years, years later.
1: You know, when you think about it, it is all right. So you have a pers- perfect business plan, but then you're working with life too, right? You're working with people, whether it be on the people that are helping you building through your property managers or contractors, but also the tenant base, right? And so just understanding the narrative is that the perfect business plan is never able to be accomplished in a perfect uh, perspective, right? Because day one happens, right? And so understanding where are our guardrails? Where do we want to be? so we can, So how can you work to make this a great place for everybody to work at the same
0: time? Yeah. And, and, you know, getting back to that, that the, the income opportunities. Yeah. When you, when you look at a property, there's so many ways to, to uh, boost income and um, you know, it's just, it's just knocking them down one by one by one. And, and, and then when you, you divide it by the uh, the cap rate now, now you're talking, you know, a thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there. You add it up over the course of the year, you divide it by a four cap or a five cap. And we're talking huge amounts of money that is adding value to that property.
1: Yeah. And that's actually very true, right? And so when you think we, we want to change out a bunch of toilets and faucets and aerators on the property, right? And cut down the water bill by like 20, 25%. And that accounted for hundreds of thousands of dollars of increase in value for property, right? And so when you think about that, you're like, man, well, I've done something simple here that has a positive impact on the tenant base. And now the property's worth three or $400,000 more, right? It's not like when you're doing a flip, like, oh, I changed the toilet out. And now the property's worth another $100,000. So looking at that and just like I mean that, but that's business in a nutshell, yeah. right? You can either focus on the income or you focus on the expenses, um, but thoroughly, when you do that, it has a large positive impact when it's across 50 units, 100 units, 200 units.
0: Yeah, the, that yeah that that scalability is 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 huge, and that that's that's the beauty of of this. Because I was I was looking at your bio before we started, and you previously you 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 worked on like 2000 houses in like a, a small time frame that's unbelievable that you were working on so many houses at one time and now i mean i you i have to assume your life got so much easier by moving to a, to multifamily
1: you know when you focus on one area at one stance you can do a lot right sometimes we we and it's like that's good a good basically statement for life is that sometimes we want to like have a million things going on at once, but you find when you go deep in one perspective, you get the most focused and most clarity and most completed, right? And so we look at the point for these 2000 houses, we're actually doing a lot of flood zone work and helping people get back in their homes after Hurricane Sandy. Um, And so my family uh, still has a house lifting business. And what was true about this house lifting business is that no one really raises their house twice, right? This is a one-time thing. And so each and every time you have to understand that this is, no matter if I said this a thousand, 10,000, 20,000 times, this is the first time, basically they're, they're upon this to have this happen to them. Right. And so understanding that it's, we'll call it Groundhog's Day, but it's information that has to be per, uh, portrayed or put out to people in that first point because it's massive important. It's their biggest investment. Right. So when you try and do that, there's no way to really make that fluent. Right. Because each time is that first time for someone. Right. And so that experience is uh, always a new experience. And so you limit yourself on how much you can do because you're constantly needed. Right. Which is great. You know, we're happy to help. But here with multifamily, you're able to accomplish a lot. Within one contained space, by making small lever changes to how the property is is actually operating.
0: You um you had mentioned uh you know the massive growth on the income side, and obviously expenses is, it's it's really hard to cut expenses. I mean certainly on 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 the uh, utility stuff, but are there other things are you looking for to 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 really boost the income line at the end of the day? Um, besides what you mentioned? or And, and do you have in, incentives that you do for your for your team to really get them hyper-focused on this?
1: Yeah. So honestly, for that point, it just depends on the property, right? So we may have a big a leasing incentive, a big narrative here for occupancy based on where the property starts and where it falls, right? Um, and it, the, the best part here is that you can look at a lot of ways to, to cut and curb, but the one you really need to control your time and so we tried to get a very we'll call it a kit built out to what our turns are going to be because if we can be very streamlined on what our turns are then of course the process goes quicker right because typically if you say oh a unit's come vacant oh can you go out there and see what needs to be done and then they're going to send you a quote and Then by the time you get that back, you may not wanna do things or do things. And now you're losing three, four weeks in the timeline by the time you're even getting units started. But if you have a clear narrative of how you want to turn this unit day one, that the second it happens, it can be in process because you now have the kit prepared for that unit. Think about how much time you've just saved, right? Now, if you can do this, it's going to predict on what the tenant, the, the uh, unit will look like. So, also your marketing can be well built in, right? So, if you think 100 units here, and instead of it taking five or six weeks for you to have a unit turned and marketed and leased and moved in, well, what if you can take those 100 units and cut down two weeks back on every on all of those units, right? So. If you say if you can turn 50, 60 units a year. Well, if you can get two weeks back, which say a unit's a thousand dollars, you're basically getting $500 more income pushed up to, you, right? So time is your biggest enemy here um, and being really predictable with your process that can help you eliminate that time gap.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's so important. We're always looking to, to reduce timelines and, um, and just having it systemized. It might cost you a little bit more in money, but in time you'll more than make up for it. So yeah. well worth it. Um, really love that. Um, we asked this question uh, of all of our guests, what is your asset management superpower?
1: I think being stubbornly consistent, right? And stubbornly persistent at the same time is that uh, if I believe it can be accomplished, I'm not going to set out and take a no. I'm going to look for ways that I can empower others or find the solution or find the right question. And typically. Usually it's that I'm, that I'm not asking the right question. And as soon as I can figure out the right question, I can get our team and ourselves to the best answer to push the property forward.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, please tell the listeners where they can find out more about, uh, about you, Jason.
1: Sure. Uh, go over to your Y a r u s i holdings.com. Thank
0: you so much for coming on talking about how to produce massive income. I really appreciate it. Gary Lipsky signing off. I'll be back next week with another informative episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. To all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, head over to our website, breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and or fill out our investor application. We'll talk to you next week.